Connie, late at night, I'm sneaking that living room. I'm in here watching channels. I ain't supposed to be watching. I'm infatuated with these women. Like you said, my dad had Playboy subscription comments. So I would see him whenever he would be gone. I was sneaking in that basement. I had these books out. I was infatuated with women and their bodies. And I just knew. I was like, something ain't right. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Quirly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined with a very, very special guest. Two guests. Y'all get yes. two guests today. From <laughs> Shay and Sharice from, from on all platforms, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, yes. Y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves to the people. Well, I am Sharice. <laughs> and I'm Shay. <laughs> that makes up Shay and Sharice. Yeah. We so, are. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. You got it. I want to say we are content creators. We're YouTubers, Instagrammers, TikTokers, whatever you want to call it. We on there. We doing it. And we have our Shane and Cherise brand mm-hmm. now for not just our followers, but for anyone who speak on positivity and just shedding good vibes in the community. That's right. Yeah. Rock- and that Shay and Sharice. Hey. <laughs> it takes it takes Shay to plug it, right? Shay always get into the yes. money. <laughs> like, we got that clothing brand. We got them clothes. Y'all go get them clothes. You, <laughs> you know the vibes. You already know. Don't. So look, man. So we're gonna jump right in. And I want to start with uh Sharice. I want to start with your okay. coming out story. And okay. Shay, if you if you you know, however much you feel comfortable with sharing, I know you ain't put your video out yet. But however much you feel comfortable with sharing, um, but Sharice, uh, I want to talk about your story because it's it's hilarious, and I, I particularly like the level of detail. <laughs> Talking about reading the Playboy magazines in your daddy basement, and you know what? That's how I know you a Jesus. true day That's how I know it. I, look. Sharice said, my dad had them Playboy magazines. I was like, oh, these women. <laughs> if y'all want that full video, y'all want that full story, y'all got to go check that video out on their channel, on their YouTube channel. Go back a little bit and uh, yeah, watch that my whole video. My coming out so. story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, my, my coming out story, coming out for me before I came out to my family was when I was very, very young. I want to say around the fifth grade, I knew that I was attracted to women. I didn't know anything about attraction and stuff like that, but I knew I had feelings and I was feeling some type of way when I would see the girls in my classes, when I would see women on the TV. I'm 34 years old. I'll be 35. So when I was in the fifth grade, we had, it was a pay-per-view back then on the cable box. Mm. And if you can get them, you can get people to um, unlock your box. And you can get all them channels. <laughs> Honey, late at night, I'm sneaking that living room. I'm in here watching channels. I ain't supposed to be watching. I'm infatuated with these women. Like you said, my dad had Playboy subscription comments. So I would see him whenever he would be gone. I was sneaking in that basement. I had these books out. I was infatuated with these women and their bodies. And I just knew. I was like, something ain't right. You reliving it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know about being gay and stuff like that because... 
it wasn't talked about. We never talked about that, like in our family, that wasn't going around in the community, you know, or nothing like that. So, but I knew that something was different. Okay. Um, I started really expressing myself when I was in high school, because then of course it was the girls wearing the basketball shorts and the big t-shirts. So everybody like, oh, she gay. She so I'm like, mm, who is she? <laughs> I want to be her friend. Okay. So I've always known, um, I was, I don't want to say I was forced to come out, but I felt like I was forced to come out because I was in, um, I was at a bar with another lesbian and she was a stud and one of my mother's best friends came in and came up to me like, what you doing here? And I was like, oh, and who was your friend? And I was like, oh shit. Oh, excuse my language. I'm like, oh gosh. And so I was like, I gotta hurry up and say something to my mama before her friend tell her, because I don't think this is gonna be good. I never had that conversation with my family about, you know, being gay and stuff like that. So I didn't know how she was gonna respond. And it's crazy because I just happened to, we was in a car ride and I told her like, yeah, I was at a bar with my friend and I seen so-and-so and my friend is gay. And it kind of like had an awkward pause. And my mother was like, okay. And I was like, and I just wanted to tell you that's who I was with and that's where I was at. And so she was like, are you gay? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. And we just kept talking about something else. Like it was totally normal. You know what I mean? Like nothing was wrong, nothing was said. And that's how I came out. <laughs> Did she mama. ever bring it up again? Did she ever, nope, Did she? Never, she never brought it up again? Never, she never brought it up again. Um, I would introduce her to women that was in my life and she just, hey baby, how you doing? Nice to meet you. She never said anything else about it again. And I had a great coming out story if, if that's what you want to say. It was very easy, very seamlessly. It was a nice transition. My dad, I was afraid to tell him because he's he a man and that's mm -hmm. my father and I'm like oh god so I took him out to breakfast I called him up like hey dad you want to go to breakfast and he was like yeah I was like okay so we went to breakfast and I was like that's just something I have to tell you he was like you pregnant yeah I know you're pregnant <laughs> and I'm like that's the first complete story. opposite yeah. complete opposite <laughs> complete opposite my grandma used to say spit can't make babies okay so <laughs> there you go there you go okay I'm always saying that. Yeah. So I told him I was like, I'm gay. And I just started crying. And he was like, What are you crying for? And I'm like, I just don't want you to be disappointed or mad at me or you know, resent me. And he was like, You are my firstborn child. I will always love you no matter who you like, what you like, the color, the sex, or anything. Like, I can't believe you you didn't tell me this sooner. So it was very welcoming and loving. So that's that. Yeah, that's good. She had an amazing coming out story. <laughs> Shay, Shay, what happened, Shay? Man, <laughs> this is actually the first time that I will tell my coming out story. This is just wow, wow. exclusive. <laughs> it's the hoodie. It's the hoodie. Because <laughs> she always told me like I won't make a video for YouTube. I'm not doing my coming out story, and I'm like, yeah. okay. Wow, look at you, Angela. Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, for the people. It's for the people. It's a love letter for the people, people. man. Yeah, we just try yeah. to help the people. Because yeah. I feel like my story is, it's more most popular in our community. It's typical. The, the typical story, you know. Um, growing up, you know, my dad was like, you're not supposed to be gay. 
that is man not supposed to sleep with a man woman not supposed to sleep with a woman because when we were little we didn't know what gay was you know what i mean so mm-hmm. he broke it down was like you know that's never supposed to happen um if you are gay then i will disown you i'm not gonna have nothing to do with you so me growing up i was always a tomboy and uh it was pretty obvious to my mom but for him it's like he he either was in denial or he didn't want to believe it or whatever so I didn't come out until I was probably, oh man, probably 19, 20. And I told my mom first because I was actually in a relationship with a woman where she was just, I mean, she came through my house one time and just tore up everything. When I say tore up everything, she messed up everything in my house. And my mom was pissed and she was like, you need to tell your father because you're in college, you have your own apartment, you have everything going for yourself and he's going to have to replace all of that because I'm not doing it, you know? And she was like, it's not because I don't want to, but it's because he can and he will, he will do it. And I'm going to tell him that he's going to do it. And uh, I think what she was trying to get at was he needs to support you no matter what is going on in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And she wanted him to, she wanted to force that issue of you're going to support our daughter no matter what, not just me, you know? So my mom, she said that she already knew. You know, she said uh, when I was growing up, she was like, it was not a surprise. I already knew and I support you. And and that's okay. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be, um, you you don't have to hate yourself for it or anything, you know, and just know that you you can always come to me and talk to me about it. And uh, she started schooling me on all kinds of things about women. And I was like, how you know, mama? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So you want to tell me? Right. (laughs) But my mom was like, she's a woman. She just knows, you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, okay. So I I called my dad up and uh, did not know that my mom had already had a conversation with him. And I told him- uh, So mom outed you before you even say anything. (laughs) Yes. Nah, see, see, mom's had had your back though. Because see, she knew your dad couldn't handle that. She said, I got to give this man some time. That's a good parent. She said, I got to listen now. She don't know I'm telling you this. Right. In your face <laughs> when she tell you. But I know you need some time. Yes. So she gonna come in here yes. and tell you this. Act like you don't know. Act like that you together. Got have your face together. Probably exactly. still have his face together. But. Exactly. That's how it was. And I was already here in, in uh, I, I went to, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, but I moved here to Texas to go to college. And uh I was already here in school. I was at U of H and I called him. So he's back in St. Louis. But I called him over the phone and was like, oh, I have something to tell you. He was like, what? What's up? And he was like, you need some more money for some books or something? I was like, nah, I got that take care of. But I just want you to know that uh, I like women. He was like, well, as friends, I mean, okay, that's pretty normal. And I was like, no, like I'm a lesbian. You know what I mean? He was like, so you don't like men or anything? And I was like, no. So you mean to tell me that you like women and you sleep with women? And he just went in. And Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, like he (laughs) he went in so bad. I was I was hurt. I wasn't crying or anything. I was hurt and I was angry. And I told my like I'm thinking in the back of my head, like my mom wanted me to tell you in the first place. I didn't want to say anything to you because I knew this was going to happen. The last words he said to me is, I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Don't call me for no money for school don't when you when you have next semester come up you need books you need food don't call me don't talk to me I don't want to have nothing to do with you and he cut me off next thing I knew 
<laughs> he cut me off from the bank account. He cut me off for uh, paying my bills in school, which was like, I think at the time, just a cell phone bill or something else. And um, in school, everything was cut off. So I was like, damn, so what I'm going to do? And I told my mom, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I didn't want to tell him. And she was like, you, you have to understand the reason why you needed to tell him is because one, you're going to have to stand on your own two feet as an adult. You know, and this is an opportunity for you to, to actually grind and make it on your own and understand that you don't need your dad. You know what I mean? And then two, he's going to come back around. You know, he's your father. He's going to come back around. Just give him some time. He needs some time to think about it and process it and accept it. And she was like, don't worry about it. You always got me. And that's that's all it's going to be. So for years, I didn't speak to him. I didn't have nothing to do with him. I just lived my merry own life. And probably about four years after that, you know, my mom told him that, hey, look, you missed out on a lot of stuff in your in your child's life. And it's not fair for you to choose the our other kids over, you know, one of our other, you know, children. So, you know, you need to make amends with her and all of that. He tried, you know, and we were cool for a year or so. And then after that, we just no longer had nothing to do with each other. So now we're here today. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's my yeah. story, man. It was and rough. You know what? I think that's why I'm so overprotective over her because mm -hmm. I knew how her story was and how her relationship was with her dad. So I'm quick to snap on anybody. That's, and when it has to do with her, I'm quick to snap because I'm like, I feel like you didn't have that support like I had. So now I'm going to make sure you have that support. Yeah. 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 I don't play about her. Yeah. And it's not yeah. enough just to have your mom's support. You yeah. know, you do need your father's support at some point, you know? know or to just even even if he's not there to just know that you know mentally okay I, I know he supports me he may not be here but I know that he loves me and supports mm -hmm. me you know and I never had that you know with with him it was um it, it was rough but I, I tell I will kid you not I think that made me into the person I am today because I when I didn't have nothing no job no nothing I'm just in school and that's all I had to rely on I made sure I was good you know I I, yeah. I hustled and I did what I had to do legally hey no no I I had research and internships and all that kind of stuff but I made sure I did that you know what I'm saying and uh it is what it is you know that's yeah, for saying. sure. My, um, the actually one uh, episode, um, it's called Queer Politicians. I interviewed, uh, one of my friends from college, uh, Victoria, she works in like, uh, politics now. And it is exactly what happened to you is exactly what she advocates for. So like when kids like get cut off from their parents and when they're in school and literally like have back balances and can't finish and like, just like over your sexuality, which is the craziest thing, but yeah. she advocates for people who are in those situations because it makes, it makes it so tough. Cause you're not a kid, but you still are from that perspective. Like right. your parents are supporting you through college. So you need their support still. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I think that that definitely a lot of people obviously identify with that story. And so thank you for the exclusively telling it here. We appreciate <laughs> yes. that. Um, yes. You can cut this clip out, put it on your YouTube channel. <laughs> Yeah, well, now that story. she done did this, I'm sure she's going to go ahead and she, yeah, she do might nice do her video. story. I don't know. Yeah. I don't no, know. I think it'll help a lot of people. It's, it's, you'd be surprised, man, like what people, yeah. you know, yeah. are experiencing and, um, you know, lending ourselves as advocates for people to free themselves. Yes. And know, yes. like, look, you know, it might happen. You're not alone, but here's how you can get through it, you know. Right. And, or, you know, and even if the advice is, look, no matter what your mama say, don't tell your daddy. 
Like, you know, <laughs> even if that's the takeaway, right? Like, I don't right. care what your mama say. Don't tell him until you graduate. Don't tell him. <laughs> you know, even if that's the takeaway, yeah, they right. like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna have to just not. I'm gonna have to tell him when I, because uh, I, I yeah. need this. I need my housing. I need school. I need books. I, I got to take care of myself. Yeah. Then we could, you know. So even if that's yeah. the takeaway, so thank you so much for sharing that story. Um, yeah. So, man, that was good. I didn't expect you to tell me that shit. So you. Before you guys were um, together, like how was dating for 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 both of you guys? For me, it was horrible. Before I, this is this is actually my third and last relationship that I've ever been in with a woman. Before then, I would just date around and mess around and stuff like that, and it was horrible. I didn't know my worth, so I would let people treat me any kind of way. I would deal with any anything I needed to deal with because I just wanted to have my person. I wanted to be in a relationship so bad. I wanted you to love me and spend time with me, so I would just deal with anything. So it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Dating for me was horrible, okay? Mm-hmm. I, can, I can kid you not, this is the best, most supportive, positive relationship ever in freaking life and it took me to be 33 years old to find that but it came Mm -hmm. after all the drama and the bs (laughs) yeah yeah and for me um dating for me was always complicated because for some reason i was a magnet for women that wanted the the come up is what they say or they wanted the financial gain and then uh not even like notoriety because i was real low-key but they wanted that certain status mm. in the community, uh, not just our LGBT plus community, but the, the black community, you know, and they wanted that level of stature, but they didn't bring much to the table at all, you know, or when, when they didn't bring anything to the table, they were not elevating, they did not want to elevate in life with me, right? So dating was complicated. Uh, and then also I'm like really emotional sometimes and uh, a lot of women, they didn't match my love language and it was just always uh, imbalanced for me. And it was rough. It, it was really rough, you know? And when I finally said, okay, look, enough is enough. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to rely on the universe and to manifest what I actually want. That's when I, I decided to understand what I want mentally from a, a, a spouse and not just physically, you know, what, what do I want? What would be the total package for me in my life as we are here today? You know, and that's when I literally started manifesting the woman of, of my, you know, my dreams. And it was Cherise. And the craziest thing that I think happened is that I manifested her down to her physical features, too. And it was just so crazy when I met her. It was like, damn, is this the vision that I actually had? <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Wow. So the, that was dating for me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So with both of you guys having such... Uh, horrible past relationships right (laughs) how in the world did y'all get comfortable enough with each other to trust tiktok to bring (laughs) y'all together (laughs) and have this a beautiful relationship because i think like i want to talk about the mindset before you guys got together right because 
so many people kind of after having bad relationships, they be like, man, forget that. I'm just gonna be single. I ain't, I'm an independent woman. I'm dude. Like, you know, they it's like this this callous, this like guard that goes up and it almost never comes down. But you guys both just allowed yourself to say, okay, let's just go into this. Like, what was it about that process? I know you guys talk about what happened, like the DMs and the, you know, yeah. but from a mindset perspective, what what how did you guys set yourselves up to be open to that? Um, well, for me, after my last breakup, my last breakup was in March of 2019. I was at my lowest of lows. I was very depressed. Um, I stayed in the house. I didn't interact with my family, with my friends. I would always lie and say I had to work. I would never come around. Um, I wouldn't really answer the phone. Hey, I'm busy. I'm at work. I got to call you later type stuff. Like I would come around here and there. You know, I was very, very low, very depressed. I hated myself. I hated that I had got myself in that situation once again. And I remember I texted my mom one day because she had, I think my mom kind of had picked up on it. And she was like, hey, whenever you need to come home, just let me know. And I was like, that's random. Why would she say that? So one day I texted her and I was just like, my, is it okay? You know, remember when you said, is it okay? Is that okay if I ever come home? Is that still okay? And she immediately called me and she was like, you need to come home this weekend. I don't care what needs to happen. I'll let your stepfather know. And your dad, you need to come home this weekend because I know something is going wrong. And that's what I did. I was still at the time and I had just signed a lease with my ex at the time, a week or two before she broke up with me. So I'm like, what? I'm stuck in this lease, what I'm going to do. So she was like, oh, well, we can just be friends. And, you know, we got a two bedroom. I'll have mine. You'll have yours. And I was just like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. So I left and I went back home with my mom and my stepdad and I struggled. I struggled, struggled, struggled struggle mentally I put on a front outside and so everybody thought that oh she's doing good she's living her best life she's having a great summer she's doing this she's doing that and I struggled so bad you know yeah. and so I went that I broke up with her in March of 2019 I went back home in August of 2019 and then the new year came in and on December 31st I was I remember uh I was like, I made a promise to myself. I was like, I, I'm not going to be like this next year. I got to get myself together mentally. I, I shouldn't be like this. I know I'm a great person. I'm outgoing. I bring other people cheer and laughter and make them feel good. Like I need to do this for myself. And around February of 2020, February 1st, I got a piece of paper and I wrote down everything that I wanted in my next partner, everything that I wouldn't take, everything that I wanted not physically but mentally spiritually all of that stuff I wrote down and I was like I'm not going to accept anything less until I meet my person because before then I was like I give up I don't want to date anybody maybe I should date men you know I don't know maybe I should you know so I battled with that and I was like you yeah, know that's not working out for me yeah let's not go to deep end now so um I just worked on that list and I was just like I have to be great for me and by the time that I did meet Shay it was so crazy because it was like it was so natural I slid in them DMs it was just natural <laughs> and everything is just it it went it skyrocketed from there and that's yeah. how I knew. I was like, this is my person. I've never felt like this about myself or anyone else in my life until I met Shay. No. Yeah. Shay? For me, 
for me mentally before we met um it, it was challenging at the beginning of that year you know um I was getting over a situation and, and at that point I just told myself you know what I gotta focus on me I gotta think about me I have to heal and I have to take time for me I have to think about you know what's best for me right now and then I'm going to think about you know how to move forward with dating and, and all of that um I wouldn't say it was a mental challenge or struggle it was just a, a constant not thinking about it you know and I'm good with when I cut you off I cut you off mm-hmm. I don't backslide I don't do anything when I'm done I'm done you know and I can just I can just turn it off you know but I'm still going to be hurting inside and I'm still going to be thinking about okay what could I have done better like how how like what is it about me that failed in that that situational relationship as well. So I took time to heal and, and correct things with myself and just mentally process everything and just understand that, look, I, I forgive myself for whatever happened in that relationship, but this is how I'm going to move forward, you know? And, and once I got past that thought process, then I was, I was opening up to, okay, I'm not gonna look for love. I'm not gonna search for it. I'm just going to be here in the now and just live life, you know, and TikTok just so happened. Um, I think that was in the middle of quarantine or sometime mm-hmm. around August or mm-hmm. something. <clears throat> and I have been, we have been quarantining here in Texas since like May or June or something like that. And I was just on there for fun. You know, I wasn't, you know, I was trying to do the little dances that everybody was doing. <laughs> I, I did mm-hmm. this. So I was like, you know, this is just entertainment. So I just, I, I didn't go on there to look for love or to mm-hmm. find somebody or to try to date someone. Like, no, it, it was not the case. But the craziest thing is that when when I saw Cherie's profile come up in, um, I think you liked the yeah, video. Yeah, I liked the video. Yeah, and when I saw your picture come up, it was a hundred other more people. And, I, and my eyes just went straight to yours. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. But I didn't have any, like mentally, I wasn't like, oh, I'm about to, you know, start dating. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm not going to date. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have any of that. I was just going with the flow, you know, just accepting what comes to me in life and what doesn't, you know. And um, when she slated my DMs, I was like, oh, God bless new because it's on. Yeah, but like, how how important is it, like, what what I want people to understand is like how important it is to do the work on yourself. Like yeah. after you come out of those situations to, to take that time with yourself to like analyze, even if it wasn't a situation where you were wrong, right? Like, yeah. but how it affected you, like how the impact on you can make you a different person for the next person that you're with, good or bad. But talk about like wh- how and why it's so important to do work on yourself before you get into a new situation? Um, With me, I had to come, I had to really sit myself down and reevaluate myself. I had to be like, okay, I'm not going to blame her. I'm not going to blame the ones before her. What am I, what is going on with me? So I had to really sit down and be like, okay, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. I had to really confront myself. You, I can't put all the blame on you. It's I got a lot of blame in this too, but it's because of me. Not because I cheated or anything like that. It's because of what's going on with me. So mentally, I had to wrap my 
finger around that to figure out, okay, what's going on? And why are you doing this? Why are you allowing this to happen? Is this something that we need to go back into our childhood or something like that to figure out what we need to work on? Um, I did talk to a therapist. Y'all know we are really big on Mm -hmm. mental health, you know? Yes, yes, yes. To figure out like, why, why am I allowing this? Why am I acting this way? Why am I turning the other cheek? Like what is really going on within me? And that's when I found out that I had a lot of insecurities. And just to have somebody around me, I'm going to do whatever it takes for you to love me. And that's, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. That's not right. So that's what I really struggle with. And I really had to get over and get myself prepared mentally for the next person so that I can love her correctly and that I can demand to be loved correctly. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's, the key. that's a major key to be able to demand it because people don't have the confidence to even ask for what they know is right they just accept whatever because they don't nope. feel worthy of more yeah. so that's yeah. that's key yeah yeah and to add to that I would say that self-love is the best love if you don't love yourself no one else will mm-hmm. you know and, and you have to know what what makes you happy what doesn't you know what is it about yourself that you want to change and what you don't want to change you know because sometimes people can come in your life and want to change you completely when they're just not meant to be in your life mm-hmm. you know um so that, that's that's what I would say for yeah. that you know when, when it comes to your mindset you have to work on your mindset that that has to be affirmations it has to be uh, mental growth and stimulation with reading or podcasts or just listening to things that are motivational and inspirational to you what matters to you you know a key thing when I was in therapy my therapist asked me what makes you happy not not something that you've done with someone else but what do you like that makes you happy Try to find what those things are and you will find more joy in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and having, having been able to be stable mentally is going to allow more doors and more avenues to open up for you, you know, yeah. um, just like they've said, we're big on mental health. Like that is mental health awareness is key for us, you know, but we're more so wanting to have that positive and, and good vibes type of mental health. And that requires you to work on yourself, mm-hmm. even after you're in a relationship, you know, uh, we work on ourselves daily, you know, yeah. whatever it is, if it's big or small. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I love, I love that. Cause I'm, I'm huge. I think <laughs> mental health and, and taking care of that is important. I, I go to therapy too, because I think even when there's nothing wrong, I think, um, when I, when I started going to a therapist, it was because there was just like a lot of, there was just a lot of things happening, not all bad, but there was a lot going on. So like, there's, you know, like family, there's like my job, it was, a uh, you know, my job is great, but like, it's really busy. And like, you know, all just all these different things. And you just realize how it kind of strains you a little bit. So you're like, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I'm proactively uh, doing things to like manage my anxiety. And like, when I feel myself like feeling a certain kind of way, I just want to make sure I'm understanding it. So I, I definitely think it's, it's important. And I want to, I said it that way, because I think people have such a, a stigma about what it means to go to therapy. And it's like, no, yeah, you can yeah. just go just to make sure you're good. Like people who are in shape, go to the gym. They don't go like they're already in shape, right. but they still right. go because that muscle that that means something right exercising and exercising your brain and making sure you're good um is a big deal you know so um going back to your relationship so Sharice you've been in Houston 
since what was it October or September of 2020? Yeah, October 2020. So have we made that phone call to our family and say, hey, yeah, so we ain't I ain't coming back yet. <laughs> you know what? Like I want to say, like that was not planned. That was though, not planned. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody was like, this is so unconventional. Yes. That was not freaking who does that? Right. Who does that? We um so like I want to say maybe like almost a month me being here because my mother would ask me every week okay so what when you're playing coming home when you're playing and I was just like oh I extended it I extended it funny thing is I only brought a one-way ticket because I was like I, I, I'll see how I feel when I get here I didn't I really know that just, until you got here yeah I was like I'll see how I get here and I mean when, how I feel and then I'll go home based on that so after about three weeks or almost a month being here I was just I just tell them I'm like yeah I'm looking for a job down here and she was like I kind of figured that <laughs> after that. right like month two I'm like all right because <laughs> we I didn't and she will always say when are you going to tell your family you stand and I was like I don't, I'm not going to tell them. I don't know. I don't know. Because before I came down here, I didn't tell them about Shay until a week before I came. We had been dating for a whole month, but I wanted to keep that personal. Mm-hmm. I wanted to keep that sacred. And I just wanted to protect that. And I know how my mom, my family can be like, you don't even know this girl. Y'all just met online. So I didn't want that. So a week before I came, I told them. And of course they was like, you don't even know this girl, blah, blah, blah. You want to see her? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll be back. I'm only going for a weekend. So I didn't have to think about them constantly saying that. So I never told them anything. But yeah, after about like a month, I had to be like, yeah, I think I'm gonna stay here. I like it here. (laughs) And Shay, what's your mind? What's going through your mind as the weeks? I I know you're happy, obviously, but like what's going through your mind in terms of like, you know, she's she's one week after the next, like continuing to stay. Like what's what's going through your mind? We had we had already agreed on that, but the first weekend. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Um uh, because I was like, how do you feel about staying here? Yeah. And he was like, I want to I mean uh-huh. I, I want to do it so I, for me I kicked into all right how are we going to do it all mm-hmm. right so wh- what do you have back there that we need to take care of and how do you make the transition uh-huh. here? like I just kicked into planning mode and, and how to make sure that everything was smooth mm-hmm. but I did ask like okay how's your family going to think of like what are they going to think mm-hmm. you know I, I don't want to feel like I'm taking you away from them you know but I, I want you to be happy with with being here too and uh that's when he was like, forget my, forget my family. <laughs> forget them. I don't care. At that point, yeah. <laughs> they live in that life. I yeah. need to live my life. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, so um, with that transition, like, so then you stayed and I know, uh, Sharice, I know like just through like listening to you guys' videos, you're a very independent woman. You proud, yeah. you're very proud of that. Um, and Shay's a very alpha, alpha female, like yeah. me, I'm very much an alpha female going to take care of it. Like what's going on, what we got to do. Let's just take care of business. So uh-huh. how did you, cause I, I even remember this, is how much I used to watch the videos when you got a job and then Shay told you, not, <laughs> Shay told you to quit. <laughs> so, so how so. did you, how did you adjust to like a woman who was like, I want to take care of you, but you're still an independent woman. How do you, how did you balance those two? Because, you know, for the women that are independent women, right. But also want to be taken care of. How do you live into that? Um, I had never been taken care of. So I didn't know how that felt. I've always been independent. I've always had my own. Um, so that 
I wanted to keep that. Now, when I came here, of course, I had savings. So I was like, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. So I think it was like about a month in. And I was like, uh, I, I just think I should get a job just because this is not normal to me. I'm not used to this. Shay is making sure the first weekend I was there, she was like, I need you to give me all your bills, what you pay monthly, what's going on so I can make sure that's taken care of. So I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. So like about around like after a month later, I was just like, uh, I, I'm not used to this. So I'm gonna get a job. And she just kept saying, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, that, I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna find a job. And I found a job. It was very, it wasn't hard at all. And I worked four days. Mm -hmm. And Shay, literally, when I came home, she was like, I already emailed, I emailed your job. And I, let, I emailed like them the rest of the resignation letter. I'm like, what? She was like, yeah, I don't want you to work. That's, mm. that's not what I want you to do. And we had started YouTube by then. And she was like, I want you to focus on YouTube. And we knew that we were going to come out with our clothing brand. And she was like, I want you to focus on that. I'm taking care of everything. You don't have to worry about that. And it was hard for me in the beginning, especially... I think what made it harder was us being on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So people's comments and people's yeah. remarks, like you, you're using her, she's using you and she's just here for this and you taking care of everything. And that was harder for me. I don't think if we had put that out or we was on YouTube, it wouldn't have been that bad, but that was hard on me. And it took me a while to like get past that. And Shay really had to be like, look, this is my job. This is what I'm going to do. I'm taking care of my woman. That's that. You know what I mean? People wasn't seeing like, okay, we have other avenues of income coming in. We're working on a clothing brand. We got our YouTube income, you know, because we were monetized quickly. Yeah. Like people picked us up and they was like, we love it here. Mm -hmm. So that really helped our YouTube channel. But having that income coming in, I'm like, I'm just not doing not nothing. So then I started feeling like, well, why do they think I'm using you? Do you feel like that? So it, I was doubting myself, especially being so independent. I didn't want her to feel like that. And she was like, stop it. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's going to be. So I want to say maybe a few months into 2021, I was like, my woman got it. My mm. woman's taking care of it. My woman take care of me. I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm fine. I was comfortable with it then. Yeah. But it was a struggle the first few months. It was mm. really a struggle for me mentally. It was that one video Shay did. She was like, let me tell y'all something. What y'all going through is <laughs> leave my woman alone. That. We just talked about I ain't going to address this again. They y'all you know, shut so up crazy. in the comments. Because y'all hurt her feelings. And I come with all y'all asses. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to smoke that one. I was like... Yeah. yeah, and that's what we just talked about that last week. I was like, nobody has ever, I feel like I was being bullied. And after that video, no one said anything about anything after that. And that was around Valentine's Day of 2021. 20, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pissed off. They did. They did. I, I didn't play. But I wanted to speak on a few pieces in her story is, is first and foremost, I was like, who the hell am I? to excuse my language but to to put in her resignation letter and she has not known me for years like no this was this was new you know what I mean I was like well this is a bold move but mm -hmm. I had to let her know and I had to show her like hey look we got it don't worry about anything we're going to make it here and and I we even sat down I was like okay what's the plan if we're going to go into business together what is the plan you know because at that point you know me as as with an entrepreneur 
mind, I'm like, you know, we're not just going to do things just to do it. Like, no, we're, we're going to make sure we have some avenues of income that will make sure that we're, you're happy first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm good with it as well. So I wanted to make sure that I created a safe space and environment for her to just focus on that and to find her way with that. And to, for me to just to make sure like, Hey, she actually enjoys this and this is, this is okay. You know? Um, so at the beginning, I would agree that it was a challenge, you know, especially with just being new in a relationship and being new on YouTube as well as content creators. That was new. That was a challenge for our relationship. But I feel like we we excelled at every stepping stone and every point. And sometimes you do have to get people together, you know, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, you have to put out that message like, hey, look, this is what it is. This is how it's going to be. And this is how we're going to move forward. If you guys don't agree with it, you do not have to um, support us or be a part of our community. You know, we're, we're not here to sp- spread hatred and, and negativity. That's not what we're going to do over here. So you guys can take those comments elsewhere, you know. That so, alpha female kicked mm-hmm. in. It did. Yeah, it mm-hmm. did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not for sure. Yeah, but you got to protect it. Um, so then Shay for you, cause that's, I think your role in terms of like gender roles, right. Is more, there are a lot more of the masculine things. Right. But I think one thing you talked about earlier is like that you're an emotional person. And so how do you balance being a woman? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm a, you know, it, I'm a woman. Right. And the parts of you that are very dominant and, and, mm-hmm like trusting and knowing where to like push and pull with your vulnerability in terms of like balancing that and trusting like that no they're not gonna look at me as like soft and not just like with your relationship but like in general like in your in your you know interactions (laughs) with whether it's work your family your relationships talk about that so I I feel like I just know when to I'm just I'm myself no matter what but I know in certain situations what what where do I need to go like what direction do I need to go in you know I'm very observant and reserved to begin with and I look at everything I observe everything I check people out I check situations out scenarios everything like I'm always a step ahead if not two three I'm at least five steps ahead I already processed things thought about things and just understanding okay where do I need to go you know, and I, I would say with, with family, friends and, and anything outside of my relationship, I'm usually the alpha female, no matter what. But at the same time, I can listen to other people. I can take other people's uh, um, opinions and value that, you know, I, I don't always have to be right or anything like that. You know, I, I listen to people. I let them talk. However they feel, is that's just how they feel, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm a pretty given and push pull type of person. Uh, when it comes to my relationship, Sharice is the one that balances me out, you know, because I can be like over the top and babe could be like, all right, bring it back down. This is how, like, this is how we're going to plan. I need you to execute on these particular items. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can go do it. You know, sometimes I need that direction, like to help with, with my mind. Cause I can go back and forth with a decision all day, every day. And it will take me too long to figure something out. And babe is right here to, to help me with that, you know, and which is crazy because in our relationship that happens to me, but in the corporate world at work or something like that, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I got yeah. to do. And, you know, I, I can do it. You know, I can make those decisions being in management. I can make those decisions. And I know where to, what to do, and where to go, but 
that's more of a structured type of corporate world. Now we're talking about a free form type of relationship. And then our, our business on the other side of that, just being content creators, there's like a whole lot of creativity going on over there. So Babe really balances me out with that. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think that with you being in management in the corporate world, it's like you you have, I don't want to say you have an ego or anything, but you're like, look, this is what it is. I'm the boss. This is how it's going to be done. This is this and that. And once you leave that environment and you come home, it's like that armor comes off and you're just like, you're, you can be emotional. You can be everything that you need to be for you. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's a good balance. And I love that. I love that. Definitely. Yeah. It no. hasn't always been that way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. So, yeah. So, that brings me to my next point I want to talk about uh communication Mm, so (laughs) right (laughs) all right now look y'all gotta y'all gotta y'all gotta promise me y'all gonna get along after this podcast (laughs) but we're here to help the people we're gonna talk about it um I want to talk about communication right because I think we all know like relationships are hard by themselves right Mm -hmm. Um, and then you guys obviously operate a business together and then Shay, you also work outside the home. So there's like a lot of different moving parts. Um, what if you can even remember, you don't have to give like all the details, but the first time that you guys disagreed and it was like, oh my God, how are we going to come back from this? Or like, how did you guys work through that? And then understanding, because then there was the added situation of Sharice, you're coming, you're, you're staying in Houston right and so it's a little bit of I'm out of my comfort zone I'm in I'm in this new space um you know navigating all of those things how did you work through it and figure out how to move forward understanding each other's communication styles it's so crazy because like we've always said everything about our love and everything is so unconventional it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. so when we say we've never been in an argument we, I put my right hand up to, you know, who we have never been in an argument about anything. I remember around the first month of me being here. I don't know what, I think it was around that time of the month for Shay and she was emotional about something. And we were talking about something. I don't even know what the conversation was about. And she got upset with me and she needed time. So she went in the room and lay down, closed the door. And I was like, oh no, she didn't. <laughs> oh no, 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 no you will not go to bed mad at me and that's what we always say like we won't mm-hmm. go to bed mad at each other and I immediately went in there and was like we need to talk now like I need to know what how are you feeling why are you feeling this way what did I do what did I say to make you feel this way because we need to understand this and we need to talk we are not going to have a relationship that we're walking away from each other we're not communicating we're not talking about it we talk about everything under the sun we are very open with each other it's crazy. It is so crazy. We we have disagreements when it comes to our business yeah. about what we're going to do business-wise or what's happening here, what's happening here. But as far as our relationship outside of that, nope. Yeah, I agree. we do not. We talk about it immediately. Like, okay, so you feel like this? Okay, so tell me. So yeah. what's going on? Yeah. And that's so, it's so healthy. Like people yeah. really do not believe how healthy our relationship yeah. is. Our, our, our relationship is very similar. And I'm like you, like, I'm like, I got to talk. I could talk about it right now. But yeah. my wife mm-hmm. is not like that. She, I need, I need a minute. And yeah. then uh-huh. she, then she got to get her thoughts together and then come back and we could talk about it. But um, no, same. I mean, we, I, I, my parents, and she, this has been this way for 13 years. My parents used to argue all the time. 
And one of the very first things I told her was like, I'm not arguing. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw how unhealthy it is. It doesn't resolve anything. We literally don't get anywhere. We don't, I don't find out anything new about you. I, you don't find out anything new about me. We don't figure out a new way to communicate. We just have to talk and we have to yeah. continue to talk until we figure it out. Like yeah. we just gotta, because raising your voice, raising my voice, where are we going to get with that? So and no, I, I, I agree. We're big on that hurt, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. What did I say? Well, you said this. Uh, I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. <laughs> that that that's yeah. literally us. And it's like, so oh God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's the that's root of it, right? Like if you break yeah. it down, it's like I'm only I'm upset. What you said is what you said, but you hurt my right. feelings. That's really <laughs> what this boils down to. And uh-huh. if you can just respect that you hurt someone's feelings, what you said doesn't matter really. No, it, it don't yeah. even matter. Yeah. 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 what about you but yeah but as an alpha female it's like it's not has it hasn't always been a safe space for me to say okay look you hurt my feelings this is this is how I feel and without someone snapping on you or getting upset and saying god knows what under the sun right so it's like being able like once that happened I I knew right then and there where I was like okay she actually wants me to express how I feel and it's okay for me to be able to express that to her. She's not going to judge me. She's not going to jump to a conclusion. She's going to hear me out and I'm going to hear her out and we're going to just talk about it, you know? And that really set the tone for our relationship to just talk about everything. It don't matter what it is, you know, whether it's good or bad, we're going to talk about how we feel because that's the root of communication. How do you feel about something or what's going on? What are your thoughts? What's your opinion? You know, our everything that that she expressed was like it we matter to one another mm-hmm. you know and and her communicating how she feel and me communicating how I feel matters yeah. you know and then to me I think that's the root of every relationship is communication you have to openly communicate you cannot shut down you cannot get it too far down into your feelings you you really got to bring it back out and just be someone that's going to listen and then also be able to express how you feel too. It's just really important. And I learned that about myself um, <laughs> when I took that time for myself that I had done in past relationships, I would make myself small so that they would be happy and I wouldn't upset them and I wouldn't hurt their feelings. So I would just accept anything or, and I would just be like, okay, it's my fault. I need to just shut up and I need to deal with it and figure it out. And I told Shay from the beginning, like, I'm not going to feel like my opinion doesn't matter. My feelings don't matter. Or I need to make you feel better than me. Like, no, it's going to be equal. And yeah. I was very, when we met, I was like, no, this is what I demand. This is how it's going to be. Yeah. Because I didn't want to go through that again. I was over that. I was past that. And I just didn't want that. So communication, that was number one on my list. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to talk to you and have that safe space and trust you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. That's dope. So now let's talk about your platform. So YouTube, um, whose whose decision was it to get on YouTube, or did you guys have a conversation? Oh, Shay's, she's right. <laughs> it was That's so crazy because she's so quiet and yeah. reserved, and I'm like YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I think once once we got together in person, and I saw how your personality was and and how it meshed with mine, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look, everybody needs to be a fly on the wall in this house because. The- <laughs> she really goes down and it it also was the fact that she's so hilarious like it it just it don't matter what the situation is Mm -hmm. she can make light of anything and make you feel good you know what I mean I was like look we need to share our journey together 
with people that are that look like us and that mm-hmm. are just like us because it was just so unconventional mm-hmm. and I, I really felt like okay I want to share this with the world so I, I think I came to you as like we should do YouTube yeah, it was like the <laughs> second weekend of us being together she's like we should do YouTube and I was just like okay right. she's like okay let's just start filming I was like okay and yeah. we never stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. No, Sharice, you were, yo, the other day, um, you were talking about the uh, the lady on 600 Pound Life. You was like, y'all, this lady just made 50 eggs. And I had just watched that episode. Oh, my God. You know what? That was life-changing for me. She, did, you actually, did you watch that episode? No, I saw the, the episode? clip on TikTok. Let's I saw see. the clip on TikTok. That, let me tell you something. That ain't even the worst of it. That lady. So my uh my wife watches Six Hundred Pound Life every week. I I'm usually like working on something or like I don't watch <laughs> TV as much. We have our few shows we watch together, but she was like, no, babe. She was like, watch that whole episode and then we'll talk about it. So I'm like, Man. well, what happens? <laughs> they just gonna go to doctor now. They not gonna lose the weight. What's the? She was like, no, 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 no. Watch that episode and then then we'll talk. Yo, that lady. Listen to me. You got to watch Crazy. that episode. You Crazy. got y'all got you got y'all got to watch that that lady. Man, no, her name was Dolly. Her name twice. is Dolly. Dolly you got to watch that episode. Jesus. She cut. Yeah, it ain't even about it. the weight loss. She showed her ass on that show. Okay, well, now we got. <laughs> now we gotta watch that this weekend. We gotta watch it. Man, she cut up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, Doctor Now told her he was like, "Don't come back in here without your mother." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know, she's like, don't yo. He was like, she had went and found this homeless boyfriend or something, and they was living in like a motel. He was like, don't come back in here without your mother. He was like, don't come back because you, because you, uh, uh-uh, uh, don't, don't do it. Yo, you gotta go watch oh, that. So it was crazy. Yo, Doctor, now I get with you though. He yeah, don't man. care, and you know what? That's here in Houston. Yeah, it is, dude. Uh-huh. It's his, co- I think it's cultural too. And because people done told him so many excuses, them people come in there with everything under the sun. Under the sun. Yeah. Just stop eating the food, that. man. Just stop. He he not. <laughs> they be like, yeah, I don't know what happened, Dr. Now. <laughs> you know, and about that, like, so when I put that out there, so many people DM me, I was like, you are crazy. You are hilarious. And I'm like, this is just how, this is this, me. Yeah. This is how I feel. Like, this is real. Y'all think I'm playing. This is really real. <laughs> So yeah, that's how we knew that YouTube was, so was YouTube was the avenue. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, y'all do y'all do a good job. I think y'all do a good job of balance, um, balancing all of it, like in terms of just all different aspects. Like y'all are very, I, I would say y'all are very affectionate with one another. You're very open about communication, some of the challenges, uh, more vulnerable topics. Um, and I think it's good to show just like a healthy relationship. And even when you guys interact, right? Like you don't you don't filter out things that might be like, you'd be like, Shay Shay, what is you doing? And right. you call her Lauren. When you call her Lauren, that's hilarious. You know, I'm not playing when I call her Lauren. I'm or Shay, serious. you know, or Shay will be like, all right, Shay, it's cool. Just chill. Like, you know, right. yeah, you, just, you just let it be what it is, right? Not yeah, trying yeah. to put any type of picture with it. So I think it's, it's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the, the, um, the clothing brand, like, talk about the brand what it is what it represents and kind of why you started it so our brand represents first and foremost premium quality you know we stand by our items being premium you know um and then also just positivity and good vibes and spreading mental health awareness mm-hmm. you know that was the message behind our brand along with the quotes that we say in our videos on the daily like like as you know our vlog is about us 
in, in the element at that time and we filming it. We rarely cut anything out, yeah. you know, because what you see is what you get. We are very transparent, very open, and we just are who we are, you know? And we wanted to share a brand with the world that means so much to us mm -hmm. you know it represents us and who we are to the core you know and that was that was pretty much the the um foundation behind the brand you know along with of course people asking about merch 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 and all that yeah, you know merch. and i told babe i said look if we're going to come out with uh, clothing, it's going to be a brand. You know, we're we're going to brand the entire Shea and Cherie's platform and experience, and we want to also allow the things that we do in our platform to be able to give back. You know, mm -hmm. and we've started a lot of those initiatives to give back to the community, whether it's mental health awareness foundations or if it's LGBT plus uh, mm -hmm. foundations. No matter what it is, it, it's us being able to give back to the community and being able to share something with the community that means so much to us yeah um and then also i was just tired of buying clothes and yeah. not fitting yeah. <laughs> and it being so cheap quality and i paid you know x y and z for it. i was tired of it like i was really really tired of it and um that was pretty much for me what was the, the backbone of our business and when she brought this to me i was very big on yes i am a plus size woman yeah a lot of things i can't wear a lot of things i could wear but i'm not gonna be comfortable and people gonna be like uh -uh, girl why you put that on so i was big on advocating for the plus size community like no if we're going to do this it's going to be premium we're going to go up to the larger size i think we go up to a 4x this summer we're going to be going up to 5x you know it's like no i want you to feel good out because we feel good you right. know i was very big on that i was very big of i'm not going to just have merch i don't want people walking around with my name on the t-shirt like mm -hmm. that's weird to me mm -hmm. kudos to people <laughs> who do it but that is really weird to me and we was like we're going to have to stand behind this this is going to have to be something that we're proud of like shane sharice brand is our baby yeah. and it's so crazy because in corporate america everybody knows shay's in corporate america to see people at her job with our merchandise on i'm like yeah, how did crazy. they find this yeah. how the hell did they find find us in on youtube or our brand like it's it's crazy yeah it, it is crazy because when I go to the office, sometimes I don't even know who's purchased anything. You yeah. Know? So I, when I see them with our our clothing on, I'm like, oh my god! Uh, and they it, right, and it, it feels amazing. And they and they always say like, yo, this quality is amazing. Like y'all went is. over the top with yeah. this. You know, the brand is is nice. It's amazing. And then someone was like, you know, now I got to find some more sneakers to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I think also I want to touch on the inclusion part. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to make sure we offer extra small or small all the way up to 4X and now 5X. You know, we wanted to include everyone. And I feel like everyone has the right to look good and to feel good about themselves, you know, and to, to wear um, clothing that speaks a positive message, you know, and, and no, not just having Shea and Sharice on the clothing. Because yeah. I even said that too. I was like, well, why wouldn't we just have Shea and Sharice? Mm -hmm. And he was, they was like, no, uh, uh, we're not doing it. If we're going to, if we're going to do a brand, we're going to go all the way with it. And we didn't look back ever since. And I, and a big, another part for me was usually when you're going and buy clothes and things like this, it's a set price from an extra small to an extra large. Yeah. And then when you hit a one X and two X, the price goes up dr drastically. And I'm like, no, everybody's going to pay the same 
whatever the size four X shirt is, the size extra large is going to be the same. Yeah. And I was very firm firm on that with Shay. Like, nope, mm -mm. Yes. you've never dealt with it. I've dealt mm -hmm. with it, and it's like a discrimination. And I'm like, mm -hmm. we definitely won't have that. We yeah. will not have that. And that's big because. Um, we pay our manufacturer more for those extra sizes, but we still charge the same across mm -hmm. the board. So if you think about it from and, and me from a business perspective and, and the numbers, the the our profit margins are smaller for On those higher sizes, sizes mm -hmm. as opposed to those the the smaller sizes. But at the same time, that doesn't matter to us. You know, mm -hmm. we've always said if you follow your passion, the money's gonna is gonna 100%. follow it, you know, and we're gonna stand by what we what we um believe in no matter what the, the dollar amount behind it is you know and that just goes to show that that's just who we are you know yeah. and, and it's it's real we express that <laughs> and you know what it's so crazy because we the our followers our family members y'all know we don't like calling our followers our family members know that and they recognize that and they support us and we have so many new people that's coming in supporting us and i'm like this is, I never in a million years thought that our brand will be as big as it is now. Yeah. And I just can't wait until to see what the next yeah. few years hold for us. And by just being one year, it's yeah. only been oh. one year and, and, and our brand yeah. is doing very, very well. And that goes to show that we have a message and our message is getting out there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, no, it's fly. I, I, I'm definitely a supporter. I have several hoodies, several shirts. <laughs> I got, I think I got the masculine woman shirt in every color. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's great because a hard listen and Shay, you probably know this. A good t-shirt is hard to find. Like a good yeah. quality t-shirt that fit that's not like with the weird collar or the yeah. shirt is like too long. It's like it is man, y'all doing a great thing with the brand. Um Thank I'm you. a huge supporter. I, I love Thank everything y'all doing. If y'all when you know when y'all get to the point y'all looking for for sort of some advocates to wear y'all clothes, listen, my address is just we a DM away. Um <laughs> and hey, um <laughs> Look, your, your address is saved, saved in Shopify. We got you. <laughs> there it is. Um but we have reached the end. Um and I, every guest I ask, you know, what is some advice that you have for young people going through their own queer journey? Ooh, for me, um, my advice would be to love yourself because you're going, the, wor the world will turn their back on you. You have to love yourself. You have to be in love with yourself. You have to be true to who you are no matter what, if that's who you are, that's who you are. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. Things, things, it's going to get rough before it gets easier, but you just got to stick with it and you got to get through that rough patch, but it's going to be okay. You're going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I would say always be true to who you are. Don't ever feel like you have to change for someone else. It's okay to grow and to prosper in life, but remain true to who you are, no matter what happens to you, whether it's good things or bad things, when you be yourself and when it's authentic, it is going to, it's going to transpire and, and manifest into the world, you know? And um, I, I would also say self-love is the best love. That's right. 100%. 100%. 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you, Shay and Sharice, for coming thank on today's you. show. <laughs> this, is the, this is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host. I'll catch y'all on the next one.